the secret formula is a secret method, device, process, or formula used to competitive advantage in a business. Talking big money with your host, the most Lord Dishy Daniels, aka Dish Papa. Welcome to the Secret Formula Podcast, where I interview creative talents such as musicians, filmmakers, etc. My guest today is Winslow Mayer. Winslow is a special effects artist and a filmmaker and an actress. For today's podcast, we will be going into topics such as Winslow's journey into becoming a filmmaker, her previous and future projects, and Star Wars. I straight nerded out on this one. If you'd like to show me some support, make sure to go subscribe to my YouTube channel, Dish Papa, D-I-S-H-P-A-P-A. Subscribe to that shit, and all right, guys, let's get into it. Welcome to the podcast, Winslow Mayer. Hi. <laughs> I really appreciate you uh, being a guest this time around. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Uh, oh. It's a lot of fun <laughs> so far. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, so the first question I have is more of just kind of a uh, thing to elaborate on. So I was there for your first shoot, um, one of your films, Lucifugal. Am I saying it right? What Lingers in Lucif- the Dark? Yeah, Lucifugal. You're close enough. <laughs> okay. Um, so I was, I, I felt like I was like too shy to make a cameo, but it was really inspiring to see someone look so prepared to film. And um, your most recent film, The Cove, turned out amazing. As a film director who legitimately went to school to study film, what do you feel you learned along the way from the timeline from Lucifugal to The Cove? Uh, I definitely learned that um, filming on the beach is not ideal don't no? do it. It's very hard to do. What makes um, you say that? It's audio is so hard um, to just master just because you have so many conflicting elements. You got wind, you got ocean, you got ocean life. It just clashing together and it's so hard to control. But that was just one thing. But overall, I just learned uh, how to be more prepared because you seeing me at thinking that I was prepared, I was not at oh, all. No, no, huh. I was, I was scrambling. I was trying to act like I was prepared. I really tried, um, but I definitely know what everything does, like what jobs are supposed to be there, and how to do them correctly. Because last time, way back, you know, a few years ago, when I was doing that, yeah. I had no idea. We were using flashlights for lighting. I saw that. It I definitely that. shows. Yeah. No, it's great though. Like honestly, like as long as you just do it, you know, there's no try, just do. Like it's exactly. It's yeah, real though. Um, yeah, I felt that way when. So we worked on that little. Uh, it was supposed to be a short film, but like it just didn't work out. I felt like the way you felt in uh, Lucifugal. Like I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Super new to it. Like the last time I made like a like a, a sort of a student film was probably back in like I don't even know, dude. It was like years ago because I went to this uh, Connections Academy. It was at my high school, and it was like all this um, like you learn about film and such. You'd make your own like I made a claymation for that and uh, storyboarded all that. But like I feel like I needed to just kind of test some things out before I went full fledged, you know. Yeah. But I appreciate your time on that. I feel bad. Um, that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast because I'm like, all right, like here's another outlet, you know? Yeah, yeah. You definitely learn along the way. I mean, honestly, you just have to 
start making things and figure it out. I've my teachers tell me that it's like the best advice they give me. They're like you just have to fail a lot and then you'll figure it out eventually. Figure yeah. out what works and what doesn't. Oh no, totally. Yeah, I've I've had that. Uh, I've definitely had that throughout this whole year. That's that's the whole point of this YouTube channel was to put other people on the map and also just ha I wanted to just do something. Like, I, ne I always talked about stuff, but I never really did it. That was, like, my big thing, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it, it took a while. Like, I don't know how you feel about, like, being on camera, but for me, like, this is fine, but when, like, when I'm trying to film a video or, like, react to something, like, I kind of go blank most of the time. It's easier with a conversation, but with just the camera, it's, like, it's, it's something I'm trying to learn, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, are you referencing like acting in front of a camera, like coming all of up it. with things? Do literally it? all of it. <laughs> yeah, it just takes practice, and uh, I mean, I'm used to it now. I used to be in the same boat. Like, I'd sit in front of the camera, I'm like, uh, I don't want to know what to say. R ramble, ramble. Uh, yeah, does that's... this does this work? And yeah, it it just takes just practice and. Um, confidence in what you're going to say and plan, kind of pre-planning in your head a, a little bit. Taking little some bit. notes and such. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm also curious, you do a lot of those TikToks. Now, <laughs> just, uh, I can relate to you because I know there had to be at least a point where you've experienced a, just a little bit of burnout because, dude, your hustle is crazy. Yeah. Yeah? For sure, I felt burnout, <laughs> like, during the summer because I, I started... Um, like pretty much like maybe a month after the pandemic happened so like april i think oh okay and it was just like i was making videos like every single day and then i came to oregon and i was doing the same thing and then i was taking classes at the same time and i'm just like oh god i'm really tired and it just felt very draining and it just felt like everything i was putting out there just wasn't I wasn't into it a hundred percent really yeah I mean and I just got done kind of taking another break just because school again yeah totally um but yeah it definitely uh, can burn you out really easily I like experience it a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I I can relate to that like the burnout is real like like you said with like the content the content that I've been putting out, like, I don't necessarily always feel, like, 100% about it, you know? Mm -hmm. It's, like, it's, like, you win sometimes, you lose sometimes. Like, sometimes, like, I'm kind of an egomaniac about it, and, like, I rewatch yeah. my videos over and over <laughs> again. But mostly it's just to look like, you know, my lighting. Like, my lighting is shit. Like, it's something I really want to work on. Um, you know, talking to the camera, uh, my editing. It's, it's always something. You're always trying to, like, one-up yourself. Yeah. Um, so I'm just curious also, like, since you're, like, a director and an actor, or actress, my bad, um, which do you prefer over the other? Like, or is it just a mix? Uh, I think it's kind of a mix right now. I mean, I definitely favor acting above directing, mainly because I'm new to the whole directing uh, side of things. I'm only just started learning how to do it on pro like kind of semi-professional projects and right. I'm trying to like do it right and before it was just like eh, just go and do it I'm gonna film you and that's good um, but acting I just feel that it gives me more uh, I don't know a little bit more creative freedom 
than directing can sometimes because directing definitely is a hard job that I've discovered because yeah, totally. handling working with actors is great and all but sometimes it it doesn't go as well as you had thought in your head <laughs> yeah no I, I can totally relate to that for sure um, I've been doing this like Vader flick for a while it's like this music <laughs> video I think I told you about it I was like yeah, oh yeah. maybe you can make a cameo but we'll see mm-hmm. it's taking yeah. a while um and uh gosh dude like just learning how to storyboard again and like being in charge is really just like the main thing like you really have to assert yourself as like all right like I'm the leader here as the director and I have to make sure everything I'm doing is like enough context for people you know yeah exactly um of responsibility <laughs> I know that you did this uh it was this one film what was it called short term and you worked as a oh. a first and second assistant what what was that job like like what what is a first and second uh, director assistant assistant director assistant director yeah. yeah um so what does that entail like what's it like for you on set um that set was so much fun to work on um the first day i was um a second ad uh assistant director Right. And they're mainly in charge of like making sure that the actors are where they need to be on time, like for their cues and everything, or that they need to go and get makeup done. You're just pretty much making sure that everything with the actors is being handled in a timely fashion. And then with the first assistant director, that one's the big job. That was that's probably like if you think about it, there's director, producer, and then like the first assistant director works like right with them and you're in charge of making sure the shooting schedule is on time you're making sure that the shots aren't running over and if they are you have to time manage um how much time it will take to break down a set build a set um them doing their blocking for the whole scene and them actually filming the scene making sure that they aren't doing too many takes it's a lot that, but it's so much fun that sounds like just crazy dude oh gosh <laughs> i you know i didn't even think about that like you're filming a scene for too long and to break it down break down the set restart mm-hmm. gosh yeah but you got yeah. your foot in the door you know yeah they're all like honestly the director the actors everybody i worked with they're all such great people and the project itself is gonna be done pretty soon i think i'm really excited to see how it turned out i mean i'm sure it's gonna be great (laughs) yeah no for sure um gosh i was also trying to think um so did did that um did that job like provide any more opportunities afterwards like did you get in touch with like other people within the film industry like yeah i did um the people that i was um the people that hired me like they i I got into that job through a cinematography class because one of my friends, she got asked to be a gaffer for it. And um, she was just telling me their first assistant and second assistant director wasn't available. And they're like, can you do it? And I was like, yeah, sure. And um, through that, I met a few other people. I met the director. The director's great. Um, Hopefully I'll get to work with them again in the future. Um, But I invited my other friend uh donovan who ended up doing my sound for the code yeah i saw that yeah yeah and he he's really great and um you know he's telling me he can 
probably help me figure my life out once I go back to California, getting working on sets and such like that. But just all the people, they're kind of just, hey, we have this job. Do you want to work on it? And then you're like, yeah, sure. So, yeah, to answer your question, yes, <laughs> I made connections through that set. Um, and when I go back to California, I'll be working hopefully pretty quickly. <laughs> Where were you at in California? Um, and you were, were you still taking classes down there as well? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, I live in Laguna Niguel. It's about... Oh, oh, okay. That's Orange County. South of LA. Yeah. Yeah, that's where my uh, my dad's ex-fiance is from. But uh, Oh, okay. Well, Laguna I say that because we're still pretty close. But uh, oh, okay. yeah, Laguna Niguel is, uh, it's like a beach town, you know. Lots of Aeropostale kind of. shirts going yeah. down. Yeah like real it's like dana point dana point's like right by the ocean laguna Niguel is like kind of close and then mission viejo is where i go to school um if you know where that is um, i'm not familiar with that place as much yeah but... that's where saddleback is that's the school i go to oh okay huh. gosh I, I need to take some classes you know personally like that's kind of like how i'm feeling like at least like a skill share or something because Fuck, I have dropped out of college, like, four times. <laughs> hey, like, that's perfectly fine. Sometimes college isn't for people. Like, well, and that's, like, perfectly fine. People figure it out, and they don't even need the education. But I definitely think that taking film courses or any kind of, you know, artistic courses you're interested in yeah. at, you know, community college is worthwhile yeah, like you'll learn something for sure no i definitely think so it's just like you know growing up i didn't really know what i wanted to do you know mm-hmm. like and i just kind of found out over time like well what did i do what did i do as a kid you know i, I made these goofy like youtube videos all the time so i was like yeah. all right i guess i'll make that and uh the, the quality has surprisingly gone down uh, on my part, but <laughs> over the years, It'll I get worse. It'll go back up. It'll go back up. You just need practice. Ah, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's a walk for sure. Um, so I wanted to talk Star Wars a little bit. It's a little off topic, but I guess it is film related. So the Acolyte was one that I was kind of like, all right, like this one's a little bit of an underrated announcement. I feel like the Acolyte could possibly be Asajj Ventress, just considering the timeline. Um, Possibly, you know? Because it's about, like, a Sith Lord, and it said it was, like, female-centric. I also didn't know that, like, Asajj Ventress in The Clone Wars, so she was 32, and Dooku was 83 years old (laughs) when they got married. Age gap. Yeah, it's an insane age gap. But, um... Yeah, do you do you feel like that's like a really underrated announcement by Disney Plus? There's a lot to like unpack there, you know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know too much about it. Um, personally, uh, I only just started watching the Clone Wars like a few months ago. Oh, so. same. No, I'm in the same boat. Hey. Yeah, yeah, so it's awesome. Though. I, I'm like, only been introduced to Asajj Ventress like a little bit. You're right. But you're right. I'm interested in you know, everything that Disney has just dropped. I'm like, oh, okay, this might be good or it might be bad, but we'll figure, <laughs> I'm sure it will be um, interesting at least. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, because I think it takes place, so it's like before like the High Republic or something, like mm-hmm. right after, some timeline like that. So that's like, that's when Palpatine's like, and uh, he's just kind of plotting 
towards yeah. his big empire idea and Dooku's his apprentice and then Darth Maul is like, you know, basically his son in a sense, which is kind of yeah. weird. Did you know that? I, yeah, I think I heard something about that, yeah. Yeah, he was like basically like taken off his planet from, I think it was uh, Dothamir or something. Yeah, Dothamir. And um, basically Palpatine like raised him to be like a Sith Lord assassin. And, uh, yeah, I think they're going to go into that maybe a little bit, but I could just be over-speculating. I could be totally wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's good to have theories, though. Yeah. I'm sure there's plenty out there that are way, way, way out there. Yeah, well, I follow that Star Wars theory guy. Like, he's, like, my number one. Because, like, for a while, like, I was kind of following these, like, other YouTube channels that are, like, based around Star Wars, and, like, it was just super negative bullshit, you know? It was just, like, they, like, put politics into it, you know? I'm like, dude, like, it's just, it's about, like, the movies and the, the TV shows and, like, just hating on actresses and actors for no reason, and I don't know. I just think it's fucked up. Like, there's, there is yeah. a lot of, like, toxicity within, like, the Star Wars community. Like, <laughs> Yeah, for sure, there is, 100%. The actor, um from Phantom Menace, uh, Jar Jar Binks guy. I, I can't recall his name off the top of my head, uh -oh. but dude, he had some like gnarly struggles. I don't know if you've yeah. seen that before that. Uh, little... I, yeah, I have. It's yeah. really sad to know that people were just so cruel. I'm like, he's a character. You don't need to be so mean to a person who played a character. Right. It doesn't make sense to me. No, it's stupid. I mean, some people were saying like George Lucas basically got like bullied out of making new movies just because the fan base and like, I don't really believe that personally. Like, I, I, yeah. just, I just assume he's probably just burnt out, dude. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, I think only recently he's kind of been interested in, a, in it again, at right. least. Um, just hearing that he was there for one of the episodes of Mandalorian, um, which made me happy because I'm like, oh, he's interested in everything that's going on. So maybe that gives us hope. I don't know. No, there's there's a lot of hope for sure. Like, that's the thing. Like, people might take away from my Star Wars videos, which I'm not super, uh, I'm not good at, like, reacting to things as much as I think I could be because I, I just need to kind of write notes more. But um, what I was trying to get at is the fact that, like, the sequel trilogy, like, I don't hate it. It's just, it was underwhelming in certain aspects of it. Like, yeah. there just could have been more to it. You know, I don't hate Rose Teak. I don't hate the actress. No. <laughs> I think this is yeah, the whole idea. Yeah, I agree stupid. with you. Yeah. There's just, like, wasted potential, I feel like. They could have done a lot more, but it, that's just not how it ended up happening. No, definitely not. And, like... <laughs> The ideas that uh, George had for the sequel trilogy would have been so fucking cool. Like, right, it, it yes. Was, do you see those leaks? Yeah. Yeah? Mm -hmm. It's uh, Darth Maul, and I can't think of the apprentice, um, but she looks kind of similar to that, uh, what's her name, Zion or something from Man uh, Mandalorian? The girl with, like, the tentacles. It's kind of uh, like that species. Uh, Twi'lek. Twi'lek, probably. Uh, I yeah. can't remember. But yeah, I know you're. Ta I know, I know who you're talking about. So, I, can't, I just can't remember her name. Um, but it, dude, it would have been so sick, man. Like, there's just so much wasted potential, and it just being a blockbuster. But I don't know. It's hit and miss. And also, like that recent episode, I like literally cried during um, the last episode of Mando season two, dude. Same. Oh Same my here. god. Oh. 
crushed me. And you know what I thought was going to happen is I thought it was going to be like a Rebels character who was the Jedi because there was a lot of Clone Wars. That's uh, what I thought yeah. too. Because Ezra's cat, like I don't know if you, uh, do you follow Rebels? Have you seen it? Uh, a no, little bit? but I know about it. Okay. Like, there's yeah, a lot of filler. I know what you're talking about. There's yeah. a lot of filler, so you're not missing much. But there's some good <laughs> stuff. And he's, his, uh, his little pet shows up in the Ahsoka Tano episode. And so that's why I thought, oh, and Ezra's a Jedi. Mm-hmm. I was like, maybe that's who it is. And it's like, holy shit, it's Mark Hamill. Uh, yeah. D.H., like, goddamn. It, it couldn't have been any better. the CGI. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It kind of threw me off for a second. I was like, yeah. is that really him? I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it is. But, um, yeah, I'm stoked. And I'm beyond stoked for the, the Kenobi series, too, which is just going to um, be, like, delving shame. even more into Anakin as Darth Vader this time around. I'm looking forward to that one. I, I can't wait to see that. There's just so much. I mean, I was talking to my brother about it last night. I was just telling him, you know, between A New Hope and Revenge of the Sith, there is a time gap where they probably ended up meeting multiple times or at least having some kind of encounter yeah and i'm hoping that this kenobi series is gonna fill that time space between those two installations between the prequels and the original trilogy um i'm just really excited to see both of them again it'll be great see some high ground again yeah (laughs) no definitely it's so vanican I have the high ground. Yeah, like, I, I think the prequels, like, I don't hate those either, but, like, they're they're super memeable, you know? like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith as a whole is just, like, even the scene where, um, where is it? Like, Yoda, like, pushes over uh, Palpatine, and he flies back in the chair. And just oh, this, yeah, yeah. There's, there's just, so like, many- there's right. a lot of unintentional comedy, I think. I don't think George Lucas meant to do that. (laughs) But yeah, I'm beyond stoked, dude. It's, I don't know. It's it's a good year to be a fan, for sure. Oh yeah, John Favreau and Dave Filoni saved 2020. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Dave Filoni, dude. He's the man. Um, Really? Gosh, I mean, like, you, you must spend, like, a lot of money on your, um, all your props and such. Because I, I just recently started getting some. Like, I had to get a Vader costume, a Stormtrooper helmet. And, like, I looked up, because I saw, like, the sabers you were using. And it was, like, they're more like the movie ones. Like, it's the same thing, right? Like, it's literally the ones they use on set for, like, the sequels and such. Uh, not the ones I have. Oh, okay. um, but they're, they're, like, they look similar to them. Um, I know, um, like, Disneyland or the Disney store, they have, you know, the actual replica sabers. Um, but those are just so much money. And I know. they're not um, dual. Like, you can't combat with them. Oh, that's Which lame. is kind of the whole point why I get them in the first place. So, um, I mean, one day I'll probably just get the hilts and maybe the blade and, like, mount them. But for now, I, I'm going to stick with, like, just these cheapy like oh metal ones dude mine are even more cheap so don't worry about it <laughs> like i literally got like the toy versions of everything so uh, yeah these are great i mean i i'm actually getting one uh should be here before christmas uh 
and I'm like super stoked to get it. It's uh, I don't know if you've seen any Neo Pixel uh, blades, but they have so. like a smooth swing. It's if you look it up, they're very they're not like the RGB like light up sabers. It just has a very cool color and how it turns on. It just turns on all at once. Right. And the sound fonts, there's just a lot of cool things about it. It has character sound fonts. So it has, uh, like, uh, Luke's, um, Obi-Wan's, Darth Vader's, Kylo Ren, pretty much all the people you can think of, Jeez. main characters. But it, I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, I'd be stoked, too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that one definitely costs a lot, though. <laughs> I didn't, no, I mean, you're investing back into yourself. You have to realize that, too. Like, I, I always got, like, shit for, like, trying to, like, you know, invest in better equipment and stuff. My dad's like, oh, like, why don't you just, like, put put all that effort towards college and, like, <laughs> put it towards being a dental hy- hygienist or something. I'm like, dude, like, fuck, man. I, I can, I, I sometimes I forget if I left the stove on when I leave the house, you know. Like, my memory, <laughs> yeah, dude, I my memory is shit. It's fucking shit. Yeah. And, like. <laughs> You want me working on people's teeth, bro? Like that's that's a nightmare waiting to happen. And then my yeah. my dad's uh, ex wife fiance again. Um, she was saying like, gosh, like, why don't you just become like a like an airline pilot? I was like, an airline pilot? Are you fucking shitting me, dude? Like, <laughs> just I'm terrified of heights and like let alone like just you know manning a fucking airplane. Like being responsible for people's lives. <laughs> yeah, literally, dude. It's always something. Um, I also wanted to ask you about this. Um, so your twin brother is also like an incredibly talented creative. He's done mm-hmm. like tons of heavily detailed pieces of artwork. Oh, yeah. I'm curious as to uh, where does this creativity stem from? Because for me personally as a creative, it mostly stemmed from me like just being purely bored and being grounded. So my only outlet was like either playing drums or making YouTube videos. So like, where is it like a, does it run the family? Do you have a lot of creatives in your family? Oh yeah. We have lots of creatives in our family. Um, my mom's been into art. She, she's always been good at painting and just making things on the fly. And my dad's um, kind of like, he's into like architecture so he can, you know, build things. Um, if he needs to, and he also knows how to play guitar and everything. So he's been, oh, nice. he was in a band when he was younger. He's, oh, wow. uh, but yeah, and that, it also stems, you know, to his parents, my dad's parents, my mom's parents, it like goes back. So yeah, definitely runs in the family. But Woodrow, he gets like, for his drawings, he's very inspired by, um, you know, video games and, um, like especially just kind of medieval kind of character art he's always been drawn to that and i always i'm always amazed at whatever he can do but and creatures like he plays monster hunter and all like um i can't remember the game but like el el diablo uh, eldritchian creatures like Uh. really gross cthulhu sort of things i'll come downstairs and he's drawing some weird creepy thing i'm like that's gonna haunt my dreams but it looks fantastic (laughs) (laughs) oh weren't you saying something about uh working on like a horror slash comedy or found film you're you're doing a poll on instagram right 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exciting, and, um, dude. Found footage horror ended up winning. Um, although there's going to be a little bit of comedy in there for the people who did vote for horror comedy. Because I really, I don't know. I'm kind of happy it went to found footage because it's very easy to do. Um, as far as, because I was just thinking, as far as setup and filmography and cinematography and everything... If I was doing a horror comedy, I would have to make sure it was lit well and all this, and it would have to have a script and everything. But with found footage, pretty much it's going to be loose um, loose dialogue, and it's going to be very uh, improv-based, um, just because I want to keep it very organic and oh, not nice. feel super uh, scripted, because you can tell when people are... <laughs> Or speaking a line, it just, it just stands out. But um, for found footage, we're going to do it on, like, using our cell phones. Oh, and, perfect. Um, and it's pretty much going to be about, like, a group of friends who wrong the, uh, like, piss off the wrong person. <laughs> and uh, he ends up stalking them to our house and... <laughs> kills everybody oh my god and it's like and i think it's gonna be called the christmas killings because it takes place during like a christmas party sort of thing um and christmas eve is like a few days beforehand or something like that but it's just a fun uh horror flick that i wanted to put together just to challenge myself and we're gonna try and film in a day a day what that it's gonna be it's pretty simple i mean i don't want it to be super long longest it would be would be tops 15 minutes but i don't even want it to be that long really Um, yeah just because it's a lot to edit i understand Um, that i definitely understand that yeah you understand yeah (laughs) um but honestly i i think the story just from place like we'd be in town for maybe a few minutes then the rest happens at the house and moves on from there and since it gets dark early we Mm -hmm. can start pretty much as soon as it gets dark so we don't even have to wait but the shooting's probably going to take probably into the early hours of the morning wow (laughs) i can see it happening just because i have to do um special effects makeup on some people for the deaths dude that's so cool though like you you actually you've delved into every aspect of film which is awesome you know, yeah. I, I feel like the special effects like that, that would take a long time to kind of master. I'm definitely not a master yet, but I'm getting better. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I noticed it with the cove too. Like Mariah's face was all fucked up and mm-hmm. dude, like kudos. Yeah, her makeup like, took like good. three hours. To that do. took three hours? Oh my yeah. God. She's really patient. <laughs> yeah. Well, she had music, so she was good. Just chilling out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try to make everyone feel comfortable. I'm like, do you have everything you need? Do you want a video on while I'm doing this? Um, just, and then it usually takes, for anything difficult, I try to take as long as three hours. But the looks that I do on myself, since it's my own face, I can do it in about two, just because I know my limitations and I know where everything would be. And wow. it's always difficult when I'm doing it on somebody else. <laughs> right. I guess it's, it's just fairly similar to like giving someone else a haircut or something besides mm-hmm. cutting your own hair. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Gosh. Well. 
you're a jack of all trades, Winslow, and I uh, really appreciated you being on today's podcast. Of course. It was awesome talking with you. Yeah, Click you all the links down below. Support Winslow. We're going to see this movie coming into fruition. I'm very excited for you. I do appreciate your time. Of course. All right, Winslow. All right, bye, Christian. Bye. <laughs>